Hi. I've just come on to talk about social media, of all things. And this is not a, uh, this is not a, I don't know. Why do I feel the need to define whatever an episode is or what my podcast is? I mean, I guess the most important thing is that I'm just I'm making some type of effort right now. I'm making some type of effort to say something, to share my voice. Okay. I'm tying my hair up right now because I'm going to make tacos. It's not even Tuesday and I'm going to make the tacos. But the first thing that I have to do is I have to wash my pan or skillet or whatever you would call this. That's what I'll be cooking the meat in. It's going to give you some ambient noises. I love an ambient noise. So I was walking my dog, Bo, today. And this is really the point of all this. Why I wanted to come on. And I was walking Bo today, and I started thinking. Well, not started thinking. I was listening to the New York Times podcast, and that's really my favorite podcast. It's the one I listen to more than any other podcast. And if you haven't heard it before, I highly recommend it. I went on a date with this guy named Robert, who's now nothing romantic happened between us, but we did become friends after the date. And um, he recommended it to me a couple of years ago. But it's great. It's less than 30 minutes, and they do a deep dive, you know, as deep as 30 minutes will let you get on one story, typically just one story. And I like it. Because then if you're not interested in the story, you go, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that episode. But I am very often interested in what they have to say. And today they did an episode where they talked about how social media, in particular Facebook, has turned its back on Black Lives Matter despite all of Mark Zuckerberg claiming that he's a supporter of Black Lives Matter. They talked about how, um, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole episode. You'll have to just listen to it yourself. I thought it was very interesting. I've been very frustrated with Facebook um, and Mark Zuckerberg in particular because I think that he's just uh, completely amoral and... That is, I, I just can't get behind that. You know, how rich do you need to become to grow a backbone and stand for something other than the expansion of your own monopoly? I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know. But, um, so basically the point was to say that Facebook is trying to ingratiate itself to Republicans now. And so even though Mark Zuckerberg is saying this, he hasn't taken the steps that uh, Twitter has taken. And that guy, what's the guy's name? Dorsey? Jack Dorsey? Or is that the guy from 24? Whatever. The, The hot guy who founded Twitter, who has come out and said... You know, the shit that the president is saying, we're going to mark his boss, we're going to fact check him, or if he's inciting violence and 
something that we would say to a regular user, you, you can't do that or you're going to be kicked off. Or, also applies to the president. The president doesn't get special rules. And so they ha- there's a thing on Facebook or some type of like ancillary technology that you can use to find out here are the here are the top 10 videos that are shared that are the most viral on Facebook. And, you know, part of part of the criticism of Facebook and social media is they take misinformation and then they make that misinformation even more viral than it would normally be, because the more viral something is, the more they benefit, like their business model is based on that. And, um, so they peddle in misinformation and that's why they got in so much trouble during the 2016 election. And, and, um, so even though Zuckerberg has said he's pro black lives matters matter, like all of these top 10 things are all heavily right wing, um, misinformation, Breitbart, is often among the top 10 things shared. And and on the day they did the episode, like nine of the 10 uh, most shared videos and viral content came from right-wing media sources. Um, And often the president himself speaking or, you know, sharing this information. And I was listening to this and I was thinking about my friend Madge who's gone off Facebook and I really love Facebook. I really do. Um, not the company itself, but the functionality that I get out of it, the ability to talk to people from different periods of my life and to catch up on their lives and see pictures of their family. And it makes me feel connected um, in a way that I wouldn't be otherwise. So I like that. And I like that I can tailor my audience so, and I can get feedback from professional colleagues, you know, if something's happening in the classroom where I'm trying to figure out how to deal with academic dishonesty, I can go onto Facebook and explain the situation. And, oh, you know, I only have 150 friends on Facebook and I have a highly curated list. And so I get out of Facebook what I want out of Facebook. So maybe I'm answering my question before I even get to it, but... Then at the same time, I don't want to support a company that I believe has values that are so inconsistent with mine. And this is something that people who work at Facebook are are having to deal with now. A lot of them are walking out. This is something the New York Times podcast was talking about and in defiance of Zuckerberg. And so I was thinking to myself on my dog walk, I thought, well, what would it look like if I left Facebook? What would that look like? How would I go about doing it? Because I, I don't, I don't want to give up my social media voice. And I feel like most of the writing that I do is posted on Facebook. And then if something really resonates, then I, I, I'll post it on my blog as well. So I thought, well, you know what? Maybe 
what I could do is I could start testing, posting less on Facebook and more on my blog to kind of go backward on the timeline. And that way, people who want to read my stuff, if, they, if they're interested in it, they can go there. Ooh, hold on. Somebody's at the wall. Oh, I got a package. I got a package, y'all. Of course it's from my mom and has so many of those packaging peanuts which I hate but I know exactly what it is I know exactly what it is packaging peanuts are just they're bad for the environment they're just bad 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 okay hold on ugh so annoyed does the packaging peanuts go every get everywhere They go everywhere. And then, God forbid, there's something else inside the box with the packaging peanuts. You know, it's just too much. Okay. I'm going to throw this away. Hold on. I'm sorry. I know you're probably like, why am I listening to this? Well, I'm sorry. It was this or nothing. Oh, this is cute. It's a little, like, uh, gold peace sign. Oh, yeah, it's cute. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Okay, let me throw this away. This can take me a little second. Hold on. Hold on, I'm approaching the door. Okay, I apologize. Hopefully you're still there. Oh no, Bo, don't eat the packaging peanut. No, no, Bo. Bo was trying to eat the packaging peanut. It's not allowed to eat the packaging peanut. What kind of weirdo dog is this? Okay. Sorry, I'm back. I had to set the timer for the hand or Happy birthday to you. This is what I have to do every single time I wash my hands. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear blue, blue, blop. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. And you and you and you. Okay. So where was I? Where was I? I was talking about, oh yeah, thinking about trying to leave Facebook. So that's what I think I'm going to do. I mean, it's going to have to be a gradual thing. You know, I can't just go cold turkey. 
I can't go cold turkey. Excuse me. I would have to start doing some more, like posting more consistently on my blog, maybe opening my blog up to comments. Um, I don't know. We'd have to see about that. And then remaining active on Twitter, even though I really don't like Twitter. And I would continue, you know, the question might, you might ask is, well, what about, what about Instagram? Because Instagram is part of uh, a Facebook. But I, I, don't, I don't really see a lot of political stuff on Instagram. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Because listening to that podcast episode, it did make me think, well, can I continue? I'm just so opposed. I'm just so opposed to what Facebook represents and to what Zuckerberg represents. And, And one of the things that really drives me crazy is that I have so many friends, including Madge, who have gotten kicked off of Facebook for a month. For something that doesn't even, like, Facebook shouldn't even care about. And they censor left and right. They're const- Facebook is constantly censoring people. And so it just seems very disingenuous for Zuckerberg to be like, you know what? We, we don't want to be the arbiters of truth and who gets to speak and who doesn't get to speak. Because they do that all the time. All the time. And so I, I don't like that. I don't like that hypocrisy. Um, it seems very politically motivated to allow it when it comes to Donald Trump. And, and, and Facebook audiences skew older. Um, and, and so I don't know. We're going to have to just see how all this pans out. We're going to have to see how it all pans out. Now, another thing that I'll, I'll talk to you about. What do you want, Bo? What do you want? What do you want, dog? Another thing that I want to talk to you about is, um, so I live in West Hollywood. I live in the Fairfax district, which was pretty much set on fire during the protest, the first weekend of protesting. It was a trip to watch all of that happen on TV where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm two blocks away from that store. My dog rumor got looted. I mean, it was just very immediate to me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So there was a a business that got looted, and it's like a high-end boutique, like a a pair of shoes there. They have a pair of shoes that cost more than $1,500. And so Facebook does targeted advertising. Actually, let me – well, hold on. One thing at a time. So there's so much that sucks about Facebook. And this will be rolled into that. But um, so the owner of the business took out a targeted ad for people five within five miles of the store. And the targeted ad basically said, hey, we were looted. Please donate to our GoFundMe. And you go to the GoFundMe and they're trying to raise three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. And I just felt like, oh, that's such a bad taste. And I like you're buying an advertisement to get people to go 
to a GoFundMe to raise 300. Well, this just doesn't seem right. It seems very odd to me. And, um, and also, I think part of the protest that we see now, part uh, obviously the biggest part is Black Lives Matter, but I do think that there's a critique of Western capitalism in there and kind of like the haves and the have-nots and who gets, who, who is the criminal justice system rigged in favor for. And, you know, so there's an economic and a class component to all of this. So I think to be a high-end boutique where you're spent, where you're selling items for so much, it just seems a little odd to me to do that. And I wasn't the only person who felt that way. So one of the things that I do like about Facebook ads, targeted ads, is that they don't disable comments. So if you don't agree with something, you can go into the comment section because it looks like a post and you could be like, oh, what the fuck? So like one guy said, oh, no, I'm sorry, I can't donate toward your three hundred and thirty three thousand dollar GoFundMe because I've already spent hundreds of thousands of dollars donating to Gucci's GoFundMe, you know, which is obvious sarcasm. And I thought, oh, that's really funny. And so I posted, it was like, you need to get, this is a job for insurance. Okay. And then I had flow from whatever, you know, that advertisement where she's, it's flow and she's the insurance lady shaking her head going insurance. And so last week, the owner of the business started responding to all of these people who were clearly not okay with him begging for money and not very sympathetic to what he had gone through. And so he just was going off on tangents and it was, it was not a good look and tried to claim that everybody commenting, saying what he was doing was in poor taste. They probably worked for the insurance company and um, started, you know, just making fun of people and lashing out and whatever. And so I had nothing to do because I'm in lockdown. I'm like, okay, you want to go, let's play. I have nothing better to do today. So you want to go toe to toe with me? Let's do it. And so we were going back and forth and back and forth. And he called me an old man and that I was Harry Potter's father, which I don't even, he called me Mr. Potter. I don't know what that means because I don't read Harry Potter because maybe I am an old man. Like, I just feel like that's weird when adults read children books, but whatever. Like, I don't want to judge you if you're into that, but, um, so it was getting like really nasty getting very Miss Jackson if you're nasty and I took some time in the middle of the argument to go to this guy's Facebook page his personal Facebook page not his business Facebook page and I saw his post about everything that had been going on and, you know, him talking about how his business was looted. And, and I was really impressed by how, despite what had happened, he had a really clear head about there's a distinction between the looters and the Black Lives Matter protesters. And um, he had all this, like, memorial stuff for George Floyd, which I was also very impressed by. And, and the, the comment thread to his business had grown to be 172 comments long. 
I mean, because anytime somebody would say something, he would jump in there. Like, he just couldn't help himself. And people were saying, somebody needs to do a, a wellness check on this person. And, and so another thing shitty about Facebook that I wanted to say is, they can't just show shit in the order that it's written, okay? It was impossible... They, they like, on comments like this, on I guess on advertisements, they don't allow inline comment threads. So you have no, they want to put it in the most popular comments or this comment, or even if you do the most recent, it's still impossible to see what person is responding to what comment. And it's just, like, another reason why I hate Facebook. They make everything so needlessly fucking difficult. Like that timeline, you know, where it's like most recent. Do you want to see the most recent post or recent activity? So you're like, hold on, what's the difference between those two? It's just annoying. Newest or most recent? Well, aren't those kind of, don't those mean the same thing? Okay. Um, but at, at any rate, one of the benefits of age, even the, the guy called me an old man, is that I can, I don't dig my heels in as much as I used to. So when I visited that guy's page and I saw the things that he was posting, oops, crap, the things that he was posting about, despite, you know, having his business torn up, literally torn apart. I was really impressed by it, and I came back, and I said, you know what, and I, I basically explained, like, look, I just went to your private page, and um, I want to say that I'm really impressed by how, other than today, how well that you've taken this and, and, and the things that you posted about and stuff like that. And it, it took something that was initially, like, a really, like, venomous conversation between the two of us. And it um, it ended on a happier note. And I don't think I would have had the maturity to have reflected and changed course like that, even if it were 10 years ago. I think I would have just been like, you called me old? Well, I'll get you and your little dog, too. So that was nice. And I, I did some well wishes to him, and he was really appreciative of it as well. And I said, I even joked about him calling me old. I was like, well, you know, I am 44, which in West Hollywood and in Beverly Hills is basically 90. So I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. And I could see the anger for what it was. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't think it was like a truly a personal attack. I feel like he probably felt rightfully piled on while he was dealing with a shitty situation. And he, you know, he took a bad situation and made it worse. But you know what? He just lost his business, basically. So you have to give the guy a break. Right? Right? Am I right? So that that is what I did. I decided I'm going to give this guy a break. 
that's basically been what's going on in my little world. I'm trying to decide if I, when I want to re-enter the world because I have been in lockdown for almost a hundred days. Hold on, I want to look on my uh, I have raw meat in my toes because the thing that I use to make the meat like ground beets uh, fell on my feet. Okay, let's see. Deborah Wilkerson is live, so I should probably get off that. Hold on, let me just do this real fast so I can finish up my point. So on Thursday, I will have been in lockdown for 100 days. So I only leave my place when it's for essential business, like the grocery store. But California is opening back up, and I read a really interesting piece in the Los Angeles Times. And, and by and large, when you go into a business here, you have to wear a mask. Los Angeles County doesn't fuck around with, like, we're not wearing a mask because freedom, and I can't breathe carbon dioxide or whatever people say. They're like, then you're not fucking coming in. So they've done all these things at the bars that are, like, common sense stuff that, Newsom is making them do. I fucking love Gavin Newsom. Ugh. I want to have children with him. He's so hot. He's, like, such a good guy. He's just, like, on the right side of everything. So I've been trying to d- decide, okay, at some point this summer, like, I need to get out because we're going to have a- another spike we're going to have another wave, a worse wave in the fall, because epidemiologists who have looked back at at this type of viral outbreak since the 1770s have shown like the one consistent pattern is there's always a more viral, a more lethal wave that happens three to four months after the first wave. Right. So I feel like I at some point I need to go out and try to live a little while things are pretty outside, when I can go outside and drink and be six feet away from people. And because if I piss this opportunity away now, then I'm fucked. When it, when we get to fall, because fall and winter, we're going to be, I'm sure we're going to be locked down all over again. So that's another thing that I'm trying to figure out. You know, my life, figuring these things out, it's not easy. It's not easy. I'm putting the taco seasoning in right now. Mmm, tacos. Why am I so turned on right now? Why am I so turned on right now? So here's the thing. And I know I've said something similar to this in the past, but I really do mean it. Hold on, how much water do I have to put in? I think it's three-fourths of a cup. Yep. I think the days of the old Fox in the City are just done. I don't have the energy to do all that and to find clips, and it's just too much, y'all. But I could come on, especially as I'm thinking about changing things up with my social media and my voice and my platforms and stuff like that. I could come on occasionally and do, I mean, more than occasionally, I could come on probably at least weekly, if not more than that, maybe bi-weekly which I know would be very affirming to the bisexual audience that I have. 
and do little programs like this where I just kind of just talk about what's ever going on in my life. So if that's appealing to you, send me a little tweet. Reagan Fox. It's my Twitter handle. Or you can comment on the uh, Facebook. What do I call that group? The Foxhole? Is that what it's called? You just say, yes, I'm for that. Because part of my insecurity is that people just don't want to hear me say what's on my mind like this. I always feel like I have to have a bump bump. But that's not always, it's just not where my life is at right now. It's not. And not to trivialize the bump bump. Because that bump bump takes a lot more work than what I'm doing now. You know what? Before I get off, I'm going to cut some tomatoes. Oh, Bo. I had to cut Bo's fingernails. His, his fingernails. His tone. Now, what do you call this? Claws? What do you call the dog? Dog nails. Paw, paw nails. I don't know what you would call a dog. But you know what I'm saying, right, Orlando? Um, I had to do that yesterday, and it's his least favorite thing in the world, and it, it's torture to him torture. He hates it so much. And because he hates it so much, he makes me hate it. If he's, if, if he's going to hate it, I'm going to hate it. And so I had to give my dog two trazodone. At first, the vet just prescribed one trazodone for clipping his nails. But then, then we had to up it to two. And even with two, it's like the movie Exorcist tying little Reagan, possessed Reagan, no relation, to the bed for the exorcism. He just thrashes around. He's a maniac. Two trazodone. But we got him clipped. We got him clipped. So everything was good. Oh my gosh, my tacos are almost done. My tacos are almost done. Yay. Yay. Okay, so if I get if I get just a few people comment, then I'll probably do another thing like this. Uh, and I'll, I'll get a better microphone, too. Because to the whole idea would be I would want to do more soundscapey stuff. Like, I love it when Madge does that, when she's walking around and you can hear Chicago in the background and dogs fucking and birds pecking out the eyes of evil stepsisters. Like, I just like that. I think it's interesting to listen to. So if you think it would, it's something that you would listen to, you just let me know. Okay. Okay, honey. Okay. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, so I'll get a, a better microphone so it will make more, you know, increase the production values and such.